Welcome to DP City Church Podcast. Connect, grow, serve. Hold your Bibles up. Say this with me out loud. This is my Bible. It's the living Word of God. It has the power to change my life. And I declare by faith, my life and the life of those around me will be changed by the Word. Go to the Gospel of Luke this morning, Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. So um, I want to share something with you before we jump into the Word. We have uh, a team uh, that is uh, from our church that is in the Honduras right now. They're in Honduras, and they're in the middle of a revival in the Honduras, and God is doing something absolutely incredible in the Honduras Look at a couple of these pictures. These are churches. This is a church that normally, eh, it's church, it's exploding. Stadiums are filling with crowds of people. And it is an incredible thing that is beginning to take place in the Honduras. They're down there. They, the leaders of the churches in the Honduras put out a request for people of other countries that are strong in their faith to come and help them because they don't have enough workers to handle the revival. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I believe for. And if you can believe with me, we'll pray together that if God can do it in the Honduras, He can do it in Hemet. If you believe that, give Him a praise. Woo! As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. Um, a group of pastors, we, we meet in my office um, on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. Not all the pastors, but I'm telling you, cross-denominational Baptists, you know, Pentecostals, the whole nine yards. And um, we had a, a meeting with, um, matter of fact, every once a month we meet at city council chambers. I think I've said this to you before. And we meet in city council chambers and uh, off and on with different council members and, and we talk about city issues and how we can network with, this, with the community to, because this is our community. It doesn't belong to the city Hemet. It belongs to the kingdom of God because we're God's people. Saved or unsaved, they're all God's people. And uh, we... We have been amazed to see our mayor, our vice mayor, several council members born again on fire for Jesus. I mean, we had in one of our one of the meetings on a Wednesday, uh, we had an hour and a half meeting talking with the mayor about revival, and um, it wasn't just on revival singer. We talked about multiple issues, but I'm telling you, before God, we've never seen political figures be willing to stand up for the message of the gospel. And you know what? These political figures, they're not concerned about their careers as much as they're concerned about the kingdom of God. And I believe God is doing something, not just in our community, the surrounding areas, but he's ready to do something, and not just here. Listen, if all we do is we say, God, send send revival to the dwelling place, that's jealousy. That's envy. That's self-righteousness. 
We don't want just a move of God in this church. We want a move of God on the streets of Hemet. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on. You're going to, don't go soft on us now. I'm talking about revival at 3 o'clock in the morning in the dark. God doing something that can't be confined to a building. So put your hands out, palms up, and let's believe. Heavenly Father, we ask you for a move of your spirit. It's not that we haven't asked before and not that we won't ask after this. What we ask is a move of your presence, not a church growth issue, but a kingdom growth movement of your spirit that lost, lonely, broken, wounded, offended, hurt, and dangerous people find their way into your kingdom and in your love, in Jesus' name. One more time, give God a praise. All right, here we go. Did I have you go to the Gospel of Luke? Okay, Gospel of Luke chapter 17. Uh, let's start reading in verse 1, media. I'm, I'm sorry, I probably jacked that up on you. But then he said unto his disciples, It is impossible that, it, that offenses will come, but that offenses will come, but woe unto them through whom they come. Watch what he says. It were be better for him that a millstone, who's him? The one offended. Watch this. That a millstone were hung about his neck and cast into the sea, then he should be offended of one of these little ones. Now watch what he's doing. He's talking about people that have been offended. Man, we live in a world full of offenses. We live in a world that is so bound by offenses. Everybody is, you know, wound tight. If you say something wrong to somebody, they go off like a Roman candle. And it's, it's just, it's, it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. The craziness that's going on in our nation. And I want, I, I want to say today, we want to take another look at guidance. What is guiding us? What is leading us? What are we following and how are we being led into the future? Because you and I are going into the future. Kicking, screaming as you may, you're going into the future. And it's what you do with now and how we look into the future. And so we have to take another look at how we're being led and guided. What leads us? What, what propels us forward? Is it money? Is it fortune? Is it fame? Is it recognition? Is, is, is it, do we only move forward when everything's okay? Or do we press forward when everything's not okay? I don't know that pro forward progress when there is no pressure is really progress at all. Because you see, the kingdom of God, and you've heard me say this for decades, is linear in form. It's always moving forward. The kingdom of God doesn't sway to the right or sway to the left or upward. It goes forward. And so in the process, we understand that anything that slows us down or impedes our progress in kingdom terms is an offense to God. And so in the process, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's talking about offenses and he's talking about things that hold them back. I don't know about you, but we're living in a crazy world when the craziness that's going on around us is just absolutely insane. 
Now, I don't mean to say this offensive. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's tragic. It's sad that even the president of our nation, and it should hurt us, sometimes can't even find his way off the platform. That is a tragedy, not only for the nation, but for him. And if we become so bitter that we turn it political, that we understand that God so loved just a few people. No, no, he said the world and everybody in it. That we live in a nation that is going crazy, that has lost its bearings and sense of direction. And how much of the church, two years ago, on the lockdown, every church that I'm aware of, well, not every church, but most churches that I'm aware of, people never found their way back because they weren't moving linear when it happened. And they got sidetracked. And it's not about spanking those people because they didn't come back. It's not about putting some guilt trip on them. It's about you and I understanding what we should do in light of what's going on in our nation and the craziness. When you, when you have grown men having themselves castrated and wearing high heels and nylons and dresses and wearing makeup, when you have the reverse happen with the women and you have the mayor of a major nation, uh, rather, city in the United States get up in public with the news media recording and declaring that she went through a sex change and now her reconstructive new male organs are bigger than most men in her city? It's true. That you understand that the nation has lost its bearings, but within a nation that has lost its bearings, there are and there is and there will continue to be a people that have not lost their bearings. They have not lost the sense of their purpose and their responsibility. And so Jesus says to his disciples, he says, wait a minute, guys, don't get offended because if you get offended, you're going to get drug off course and you're going to miss what needs to happen and what needs to take place. I am personally persuaded and not for every single human being, not everybody has one, but Jesus did say to his disciples, let me tell you what's going to keep a move of God from taking place. It's your offenses. That's exactly what he says. He says, you know, it's impossible that offenses won't come. In other words, he says to the disciples, guys, listen to me. You already have a sense of what I want from you. You have no clue that I'm going to be gone in a short period of time. But when I'm gone, it's important for you to understand that you cannot be drugged off course by being offended. If you listen to what he said right there, it's a powerful, powerful statement. And if we look at the guidance and what's being given to us to do in the coming days ahead, 
We've got to stay on course. Because he goes on to say this in verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. In other words, if somebody hurts you, go to them and say, now, now everybody, most people read the word rebuke there and go, uh, chew him out. How dare you? No, no, no. That's, that wasn't Jesus. How many times was he offended? And that's not the way he responded. He says, you go and you, you, you talk to them. You let them know. Now listen to what he says. Rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. In other words, go there for the purpose of saying, can we mend things? Now, how many of you have had somebody that you went and you tried to mend an offense with, and they didn't? Anybody had that? Oh, look at the hands in the room. Gee, Jesus is speaking to all of us here. Listen to what he says. Verse 3, take heed of yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, Listen to what he says. And seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Now listen, I honestly believe that this is a core issue to what's going on in America, and I believe it has something to do with revival. Listen carefully what he says. Verse 5. The apostles said unto the Lord, then you better increase our faith. What does that tell you? They have the same problem you have and that I have, is that when somebody steps on your toes, you take a swing. No, not you. Okay, you understand that. He's talking about offenses that relate to each one of us. So verse 5 again. And the apostles said unto him, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds, so insignificant and small, you might say unto this sycamore tree. In other words, he says, if you had a little teeny little grain of faith, that's all, that's all you need. You don't need any more than that. How many of you have faith in God's word that you can and you will forgive? If you believe that, raise your hand. Okay. Suckers. <laughs> okay, here we go. Watch this. Verse 5 again. And the apostle said in there, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto a sycamore tree. Now get this. Let me you, you show them a sycamore tree. Okay. Here it comes. There you go. That's a, that's a sycamore tree. I, I want you to get the image of a sycamore tree. We're not talking about a bush here. Okay, we're talking about a tree, a man tree, okay? Now, okay, now watch what he says. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto a sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey. What's he doing? He's dramatizing the fact that, yes, you've been offended. And it probably does feel the size of a sycamore tree. You've genuinely been hurt, and your feelings really are real. 
Why would he? Sycamore tree? Okay, let's. And I, I think I've, we've had sycamore tree offenses, haven't we? Yeah, we know we have. Okay. So watch this, verse 7. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, by and by, when he has come from the field, go out and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, make ready wherein I may sup and gird thyself and serve them till I eat and have drunken and afterward shall eat and drink. Doth he think that the servant, because he did these things that were commanded him, I throw not. In other words, Jesus says, in other words, did you do it because I ordered you to? And did you inside whine and fuss the whole way? Or were your motives real? Were your motives pure? I don't know about you, but th this is hard for, for me to preach about because I had people not too long ago that stepped all over me, okay, and hurt me. How many of you have been hurt recently? <laughs> Jesus, no wonder I'm talking about this. Okay, so when Jesus says, wh wh why does Jesus say to them, if you say unto this sycamore tree, be cast into the sea, it'd be done. Why does he use a sycamore tree? Because that's how bad and big it actually feels. Now, who's going to say to a sycamore tree, and what's the point? The point is, don't make excuses that it's too big. Don't make any excuses that the offense, the things that have been done and said to you, and how they've hurt you, don't use your hurt as an excuse to do what needs to be done. And that means let it go. People say, no, wait a minute. The person who did what they did and, and the offense that I feel, listen, this is all about the fact if you can't forgive others, you'll never really fully believe how forgiven you are. You'll never really fully understand just how much your heavenly Father loves you. He says, you know, listen, man, if you forgive others that are holding you back, holding you back from what? Believing that your heavenly Father really will meet your needs according to His riches and glory, that He has forgiven you, that you stand just before Him, that you have the faith to believe that if God were to need you to do something, you'd be willing to do it. Here's what happens. We end up without faith in trusting God for what He wants to do. We want a revival. We tell Him we want a revival. We tell Him we want a move of His Spirit. We tell Him, we, but do we go after the things that are in the way? Do, do, do we face the personal issues? I am absolutely persuaded that every single revival we've ever heard about, starting in the New Testament, Every single one started with repentance. Every single one did. It started with people saying, look, I'm a piece of work. Are you with me? I know this is not a fun message. You came here for me to build you up. Okay? God's tearing us all down. Because he wants to get to the root of the matter. What's holding you and I back is that so many times we won't repent or come to a place of repentance because 
we can't forgive others for what they've done to us, so we honestly can't believe that God's really going to free us from what we've done. And you might say to yourself, what I would say to myself right now, well, what have I done? And God would start with saying, you're Bob. (laughs) Are you with me? Is there anybody in this room that is so in control of your life that you're ready to say you're perfect? Sometimes I feel like a drunken mess. I go back to my old days when I used to get smashed and they would hide the car case from me. That sometimes it's so, it, it's so easy to get caught up in what God wants us to do and what he wants from us, but we can't face the issues on the inside of us. And we've, we let other people hold us back. We let other people keep us from receiving what we need from God because we're holding them back because they offended us. And so Jesus says, listen, you're going to deal with your offense. He tells the disciples, if you can say to a sycamore tree, be cast into the sea, you can forgive. And you can let that person go. How many Christians suffer physical infirmities? Now, I'm not going to say every physical issue in life is the result of unforgiveness. It's certainly not. But if you understand that the things that impede us and hold us back sometimes are the things that, that hurt us the most. And it's not always for everybody. And right now, you may not be able to think of anything. But some of you right now are thinking something's going across your brain right now. And you know exactly what it is. And you've been hurt, and you've been offended, and you've been wounded, and your heavenly Father finds no glory in it. But just like the disciples, if you're going to face the future in faith and hope, you're going to have to let people go. You're going to have to drop it, let it go, and forgive them. And then forgive yourself. And when you walk in forgiveness, forgiveness is an amazing thing. It empowers not only the person that forgives, but it empowers the one that's forgiven. It frees them and sets them free. And so Jesus says, in this, look at it again at the beginning of the chapter. Then he said unto his disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses come. So you may say right here, right now, this morning, well, you know what, Pastor Bob, I I don't have anything, and so, you know, I'll I'll table this, and I'll wait for the next time I get offended. I guarantee you this, death, taxes, and your next offense. Somebody's going to step on your toes. And I believe, as hard as this message is, man, I really want to do something positive and constructive. I want everybody walking out going, yay, or Susan's favorite word, yeehaw. What a wonderful time it is. But then, if you want revival, 
you've got to be ready to repent. And you've got to be ready to say, I want to hold up, I want to stand up, I want to be strong, I want to do what's right by the kingdom of God. I want to let this go and I want to free this person or these people or this organization or this politician. And that you understand that what's, what's at stake, what's at stake is the power of the presence of God. First, in your own life, in our own lives. And second, in our church. It comes no other way. It comes through repentance. You, you look at all the revivals. Susan, Susan studied all the revivals. Every single one of them that we've had in, in modern revivals, she's gone through every one of them. Every one of them started repentance. And they start by people saying, I just want to move a God. That's all I want. I want to ask you this. If you know, and don't do this for me, because I don't get anything out of this. But if you know God speaking to you right now about somebody, and you know exactly what needs to be done, and you are ready to do it, and it's nobody else's business, but you know he's telling you, to let it go. It's holding you back and you're ready to move forward and you're ready to let it go. Stand. I'm going to give you the count of five. You don't stand up after this. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, here's what we're going to do. My brothers and sisters, I would like for you to go. Everybody has somebody laying hands on somebody. Would somebody go lay hands on each one of these? Somebody around them. Come on. We're going to believe for a miracle here this morning. Come on. Come on. I got three right here. I got two right here in the front row. I need two people up here. I've got I got, I got five right here in the front row. Come on. Some free people. Is everybody occupied? Come on. Is anybody free people? Okay, I'm going to come and lay hands on these. Listen, before we do this, I believe something is ready to shift. I believe something is ready to shift. Heavenly Father, we lay hands on these people and they release, they release, they release the person that has offended them and wounded them. And listen to what I'm going to say. Devil, you listen to me. You're a liar. You have lied to them about who they are. You have offended them and hurt them, and they did not deserve it. And your lie has been exposed here today, and we declare by faith that they will leave this day, move into the future without the baggage, without holding this stuff, holding them back, 
We loose the chains mentally, emotionally, physically, and I bind every disease and physical infirmity that has come from the bitterness and the hurt and the resentment. I order it to cease and desist. Let healing flow right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Come on, give God one more good, really, really. Thank you for joining us today at DP City Church. We would love the opportunity to pray for you. And we are believing God will do big things in your life this year. You can contact us at info.dpcitychurch.com. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can visit www.dpcitychurch.com. Thanks again. God bless.